0: hey everyone it's ron johnson and this is the ron johnson show and today we got gabe henderson joining us from the minnesota vikings insider going to give us a lot of commander's talk but we got to talk about it tj hawkinson at the trade deadline vikings made a trade i said they were going to trade for a tight end weeks ago on the ron johnson show well wasn't the guy i thought they get but i like him even better why we'll talk about that coming up next in the ron johnson
1: show locked on sports minnesota podcast. It's endless
2: Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now, the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now.
0: Hey, everyone, welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. As I stated on today's show, I got Gabe Henderson joining me. Remember, you can now find Locked On Sports on the Amazon Fire and Roku app. Just go find the Locked On Sports Minnesota app, download it. You can get all our videos, all of our shows. You get to see Sam's pretty face. You might even get to see the, 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 the tinfoil hat come out because the holidays are coming. And we know Luke Bryan likes to get a little bit kooky. <laughs> But as I bring Sam Ekstrom into the show, <laughs> as I bring Sam Ekstrom into the show, Sam, we got to talk about this, man. The uh, T.J. Hawkinson uh, to the Minnesota Vikings, everybody during the draft was kind of weirded out by the Vikings trading within the division uh, to get the Packers trade. And then they they traded it with which the Christian Watson thing is not really working out yet. Uh, they traded with the Lions as well. Definitely not working out for them. And now the Lions trade with the Vikings. So maybe just maybe. Just maybe Quasey knows something that we don't know. Trading within the division, does it hurt you? No, because you're not trying to just win your division. You're trying to win the entire NFL championship. You want to win the Super Bowl championship, right? Well, this is the purpose for it. You trade with the Lions. Now they're buddy-buddy. And when you call them back, hey, man, I did you a solid during the draft, man. Hey, hook me up with a guy. And they hooked him up with a guy. Irv Smith, we know he's going to be out for about 8 to 10 weeks with an ankle sprain. And so now you added TJ Hawkinson, which in my opinion is a true better size receiver. I, I I honestly like it. They can find a way to sign TJ Hawkinson. I like the future of TJ Hawkinson and Irv Smith. Because Irv Smith gets to play where he really wants to play, which is one by one off the big tight end, in the slot. Can run a lot of over routes with the big tight end running the under. Can run a lot of over routes with the big tight end running the hook. I love this for the future when you think about going two tight end sets with Justin Jefferson and whoever else is still here, KJ Osborne, who knows what Adam Thielen is going to do. But I love this move, not just for this year, because they are going all in. They're pushing their chips in, but then next year as well, because if they can find a way to sign TJ Hawkinson to a team-friendly deal, saying, hey, you got to earn it. You got to show and prove. We can't just give you top tight end money unless you show us you can be a top tight end with Kirk Cousins. And Kirk can sign a little bit less and say, I want to come back to this team because this offense is fired. But you got Hawkinson now, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook. I mean, who's going to stop that offense? I don't know, Sam. What do you think about the trade?
2: I love it. I love it. I mean, number one, Irv Smith's out for two months. So this solves your, your tight end issues this year. But Next year, you didn't know if you were going to have Irv Smith back, right? He's going to be a free agent, so now I think you've figured out who your tight end is going to be in 2023. That's a solve, and I think you also upgrade from Irv Smith. I think that Irv Smith, he's been struggling this year, dealing with injuries, hasn't quite been the same guy. Now you've got TJ Hawkinson, who the last two years combined, Ron, over 1,300 yards. You look at Kyle Rudolph's career, his best two-year stretch ever around 1,300 yards. So w- what you're getting mm-hmm. is kind of like peak Kyle Rudolph, which is not bad. Yep. And I think this guy, T.J. Hawkinson, is a better blocker than Kyle Rudolph was. So he gives you something in the yep. run game. He's a big target in the passing game. And think about who his quarterback has been the last two years, Ron. Jared Goff. You know, that, it's not like he's been playing with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. He's upgrading at quarterback, so his potential should get even better as well.
0: Right. Yeah. And and that's one thing I like about TJ Hawkinson. Uh, It's the red zone potential, because when they get into the red zone, they are a tricky team. They do a lot. But TJ Hawkinson's a guy you can split out wide, line up and say, who are you going to put on my big tight end? If they put a guy that you like that matchup where there's just a linebacker, you put Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne to the left, you split your tight end out right, you make them show their cards. If they're going to man him up on a little DB, you'll see it. If they're going to just put a safety out there, you'll see it. If they put a backer out there, you'll see it. Either way, I think all those matchups go in the favor of T.J. Hawkinson. He is from tight end you at Iowa. They put out some great tight ends into the NFL. We know that. they They, they block because that that's all Iowa does anyway is block but then those guys end up being the guy when when you talk about catching balls you talk about George Kittle that that's a great move and that's why I love it I love the move I love I love the the the, the fact that everybody was just thinking all right we're 6 and 1 we can relax we're probably going to win the NFC North we're going to be in the playoffs so everybody don't plan a vacation in January if you I keep telling my wife that like we can't go to Mexico until after the Super Bowl because I feel like this is the year. So we have to make sure this ticket works where, hey, if I got to meet you guys in Mexico after the Super Bowl, I'll do it. But this is a year where you don't plan any weddings in January. Don't do any of that because this team's going to playoffs. Well, no, it's not. that's not enough for Kwasi. Now, we do know Irv Smith is a big part of this. Irv Smith, his injury was a big part of them making this move. But at the end of the day, sometimes some moves end up working out. Look at Case Keenum. That move worked out. Now, it was one of those where, you know, he had to come in and start, but injury brought him in and gave the Vikings one of the most historic seasons. Not to say TJ Hawkins is going to give you Case Keenum magic, but not to say that he's not. Could be another Minneapolis miracle headed our way with TJ Hawkinson catching a Hail Mary at some point. I don't know, but this this guy does give you a ton of upside. The question is, Christian McCaffrey learned the 49ers offense in about 10 days, I think they said. Well, he went out really quick, but then he had 10 days to prep and learn. In those 10 days, he threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown and caught a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson has about four days. My guess is yesterday, right away, they emailed him on his iPad or something. Hey, boom, download this link, man. Here's your password, you're in, watch watch film, get the playbook on the plane. When you get here, we'll go over with you. Um, they're probably gonna spoon feed him a little bit. The good thing is they're playing the commanders, so they have a plane ride as well to kind of sit down with them. And then they're gonna see how much he can he can retain uh, when you think about this. But Johnny Munt, my guess, is gonna be kind of the main guy in some of the the key pieces of this of this offense. Um, but I think TJ Hawkinson, they're gonna try to find him in. Definitely for a block like, hey, dude, outside zone, inside zone. Uh you know, all goes or hitches, or you have the overall here, like Kirk Cousins. I mean, in, I'm interested to see how much Kirk Cousins has to, like, talk to him out the huddle, because you notice when guys break the huddle, there's always that one guy you got to talk to sometimes. And I feel like <laughs> it might be the guy looking back like, what I got. What? I, okay, 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 I got you, I got you. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm looking forward to that, Sam. And Sam, this, this is this where I take this one. Do you think now that this trade has, because has, in my opinion, the answer is yes. But do you think that this trade with the Lions has maybe told fans, you know what, screw analytics, or no, sorry, not analytics, past like history, The now analytics say you can trade within your division and it's not going to hurt you. What do you think about that?
2: Well, how about this one, Ron? I've, I've seen some people opine about this and I kind of like it. And, and it goes to the draft too. If you are going to trade within your division and you are going to quote unquote fleece your division opponent, wouldn't you want to always do that? Like if you think you're going to win the trade, then you should weaken your division opponent. So I think Kwesi believes that he got the better of the trades in the draft, and I think he believes he got the better of this Hawkinson trade because if you look at the compensation, Ron, the Vikings give up a second next year and a third the year after that, but they also got two-fourths in the deal. So they and remember, this is the Lions draft pick, so it's very low in the round. It's going to be like one of the top three picks in each round, and the Vikings pick is going to be high. So really, that's not a gigantic difference between that pick swap I think Kwesi got great value considering that you get Hawkinson not only for this year, you get him for his fifth-year option, and then maybe extend him and get to to beat the Lions with him twice a year for the next however many years. Uh I think this could be a huge win within the, the division for Kwesi.
0: Yeah, I I I do. I I think people cause people were giving him crap. Like people were giving him a ton of crap during the playoff or during the draft, uh, questioning his moves. Is this big was this moment too big for him? He even kind of uh, tipped his hat, I don't even know, he kind of like said, yeah, you know, maybe I got caught up in a moment, maybe, you know, some of these trades came through and I didn't know what to do. But, hey, he's capitalized on it. He's looking like, you know what, I did you one, you do me one, we get TJ Hawkinson. If the Lions trade with the Vikings doesn't work out, if the Packers' Christian Watson doesn't work out long term, and TJ Hawkinson becomes an all-pro tight end for the Vikings, hey, Kwesi did it. Like Kwasi got it done. Uh, we've questioned a lot of the draft picks. How come we haven't seen as much production from all the draft picks other than Ed Ingram? Uh, you know, hey, it, it, it's all about trades too. Don't don't deny that trades are important because we know that. We know that trades can really help a team. And, and this is one that I think is going to help a team and I'm, and I'm looking forward to it. But I'm also looking forward to sitting down with Gabe Henderson. Just so you know, it's going to be some weird transitions for those watching on video today, people. It got a little crazy. There's construction going on in chan minnesota i don't know what happened but the power cut out in the building mid-show the lights went dark a good thing i wasn't on camera when it went dark i had to shuffle to another office that had sunlight and then the internet goes down because the auxiliary power is like hey we don't need internet i thought it was just one building no i went outside it's all buildings fire trucks are out there it's so i don't know what happened i don't know if a building caught on fire near us and they had to cut the power I no idea, but I got home. I live in Channess, so thank God it didn't help hurt my neighborhood because I got internet here, so I made it home. But it's going to get a little weird during the Gabe Henderson interview. I don't even know how it ended. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. My internet cut off mid-interview. Sam came in like a great backup quarterback because that's what happens. You know, when when, when Tua goes down, Teddy's got to come in, and Teddy's got to try to get it done, and then Tua comes back. And look, and we're wilding. We're good. We're wilding now. We're good. We're good. But. <laughs> Remember, you can check out the Minnesota football party on Mondays and Thursdays. Get your Vikings fix with Arif San, Luke Inman, Luke Braun, Sam Extra on the Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can hear about the great candy debate. You can see ten tinfoil hats on your Amazon Fire, your Roku apps. Make sure you download that. It's very interactive. You can watch it on the big 70-inch screen. Looking forward to seeing you guys. But also, we have a word from our sponsors.
2: Every day, we check in on the Minnesota Vikings line at betonline.net, your number one source for football wagering. The Vikings were favored by three and a half against Washington. That is up to four people back in the Vikings on the road over under 43 and a half. You can get all the lines of all the games of all the sports at betonline.net. It's the start of basketball season. It's NFL and college football as well. Plus MMA boxing and golf head to the website, betonline.net. Check it out on your mobile device as well. It's BetOnline. It's where the
0: game starts. Well, coming up in the hang Ron Johnson segment, got my guy, Gabe Henderson. Yep. We hoop together. We work out together once in a while, we even go out to dinner together as a family. Uh, my guy, Gabe though, insider with the vikings does a ton for kfa and radio as well gabe henderson thanks for joining me on the ron johnson show it's a special week because it's the commanders week and gabe came from the commanders i think i met gabe informally like a couple years ago when the the commanders played the vikings i think thursday night football gabe was just walking around with people then i think it was maybe a year later or, or sometime later they're like yep gabe's coming to minnesota to be a part of the vikings program and uh has been been gangbusters ever since uh, Gabe, I got to jump out there. Yesterday, Adam Schefter dropped it. Tom Pelissaro, Um, I said it weeks ago on the Ron Johnson show. I just didn't know where it was going to come from. I didn't know it was become, become a, because of injury. I thought it was going to be somebody from the Rams or somebody from the Cardinals. Uh, but I did say the Vikings were going to get a tight end. Well, here he is, TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. Carry on Johnson tweeted, which is hilarious. Oh, okay, they just they just mailing this season in. They giving up, huh? <laughs> Talk about his former Lions. <laughs> Uh, but Gabe, you know, you throw in uh, a, a two thousand uh, yard receiver, a fifteen touchdown receiver, a guy that's had hundred and one targets in one season. Um, what do you think about this move for the Vikings?
1: Uh, it's, a, it's a great move for the Vikings. It's a you add a, a three down tight end to the mix, a guy that can catch, a guy that can block. I think his blocking is very underrated. So the fact that you could bring him in and pretty much put him into the fold and say hey here here are your five to ten plays that we want you to do go out there and be successful and grow uh, I think that makes this Vikings team that much better because now you have a, a threat across the middle um, we we were, we were missing that that change of pace type of guy like most of our receivers are you know around that six foot six one range and you know not not the most speedy guys but they can make plays now you got a guy in the red zone that you can really call a threat six foot five uh, accurate runs got a little swagger to him so I, I like this move from the Vikings. I think this could uh, help us, you know, get better when it comes to that tight end room. I was looking at some of the stats, and uh, TJ Hawkinson has nine game, well, nine catches of 15-plus yards this year. Uh, this Minnesota Vikings tight end committee as a as a unit has five combined, so TJ Hawkinson is definitely going to come in and make some plays, and hopefully if Ursula Jr. comes back, you know, a little sooner than than expected, I think this tight end unit could definitely make some noise. Uh, down the stretch this year?
0: Like any great offensive coordinator, Dave, you know, I had to call an audible real quick. Apparently the power cut off here in my (laughs) office. So I had to go find some light because the room I was in needs lights. There's no windows in there. So I had to jump into another office real quick, find some light. They
1: they, they, they traded you back to Detroit for TJ Hawkinson. They were like, all right, we'll send Ron back.
0: Goodness (laughs) gracious. Thank goodness. uh, One of our other buildings has the internet because that's what I'm pulling the internet from. But This building has no power right now, so I don't know. I know they're doing uh, construction work across the street, so they must have maybe they hit a line or something. I know they're over there, they just put down a brand new uh, road, literally right across the street, so I bet those guys over there must have cut a power line because that's what these guys like to do. But anyway, Gabe, so, you know, you you talked about TJ Hawkinson, you know, what you add, what he adds to the team, and now the Vikings go face the Commanders. And when you look at this Commanders team, you know, Taylor Heinecke, former uh, Viking quarterback, uh, he's been on a revenge tour. Like he was a Green Bay Packers fan growing up. All of a sudden, beats the Green Bay Packers. Now he heads in to U.S. Bay. Or no, sorry, the Vikings head to him. And uh, he's getting to play another former team. But what, what should we expect from this commander's team? And uh, should it be any trouble for the Vikings?
1: Man, this team is a, a really gritty team. Um, <clears throat> of course, we've seen the memes about Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke literally uh, closing his eyes while throwing the ball and saying, F it. Uh, Terry McLaurin is down there somewhere and Terry McLaurin coming down with a catch. And that's pretty much this team. Uh, Taylor is a, you know, he's a solid quarterback, but at the same time, he he's not going to slice and dice you down the field. Mm-hmm. As long as we're, you know, disguising our coverages and making sure we keep him on his toes, I think we'll be fine. And the same breath, their defense, I think their front four, at, yeah, their front four is, is by far the best front four we've played all year. Uh, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, uh, Montez Sweat, uh, they they have a lot of guys that can make some plays. Like te- teams don't run the ball effectively on them. Uh, the Colts last week they got two Pro Bowl uh, guards, well a Pro Bowl guard and a Pro Bowl center and a Pro Bowl running back, and they held him less to to, to less than a hundred yards on the ground. Uh, the only team that has had a hundred yard rusher on this against this Washington Commanders team was the Tennessee Titans, and that was Derrick Henry, and he only had three three yards to carry. So uh, th- this defense for the Commanders are definitely something or, or or a team that definitely needs to be respected as such. Uh Jack Del Rio has those guys playing gritty. And if we're if we're going to win this game, we're gonna to have to get the ground game going early and hopefully take some shots over the top. But um this 4 Washington commanders team, like they they've had a tough schedule. And um we, we can't take, you know, their record, their stadium, uh that energy uh for, for granted. I think, you know, it, it could easily be a home game for the Vikings. Uh, because you know washington fans don't don't really come to their games as much so i think you know the purple will will make that trip down south and try to um i guess turn that stadium purple just just from being in washington for a couple of years i've been um the home team working for for the commanders and i've seen the eagles or the giants or the the cowboys um sell that stadium out and it was an away game for us so i'm expecting vikings fans to to turn that city in purple on sunday poor ron things are
2: going bad to worse for him he loses the power now he loses the internet ron is going to try to regroup gabe you and i are going to continue with the daily three but first thanks for making the ron johnson show your first listen today and for your second listen check out lockdown sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. With Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Gabe, let's hammer out this daily three. It's three questions. It's three minutes each. Let's hash out this first question. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are the number one seed, Gabe. They're seven and zero. They have the tiebreaker on the Vikings who are 6 and 1 and the number 2 seed. Gabe, as you look at the last 10 games of this season, I know we got a long way to go. What is the percentage chance in your mind that the Vikings could leapfrog Philadelphia and have a chance at that number 1 seed in the NFC playoffs?
1: Man, um when you look at Philadelphia's remaining schedule, I think they have like one of the uh least strength of schedule or however you want to put it. I know I probably said that wrong, but their schedule isn't strong. Our schedule is a little bit stronger than theirs. So I, I don't want to say 50-50, um, but I, I do say that the Eagles probably will will keep, continue to keep that number one spot, especially if they if both teams stay healthy. I think the Eagles win it out, but I, I can't see us being lower than, than a two or a three seed. I, I think this Vikings schedule kind of, uh, plays into their favor, especially after these three games, these next three games between Washington, uh, Dallas, and uh, New England. Well, Washington, no, but Washington, Buffalo, and Dallas. So uh, after those games, I, I feel like the Vikings can, you know, pretty much control their own destiny. But I still think they sneak one of those games out between uh, the next four. So I, I would say the, the Philadelphia Eagles definitely keep that spot. But who, who knows? This Vikings team is hot right now, and they know how to win. It's
2: kind of deja vu of 2017 where the Eagles were just the one team that the Vikings couldn't get past and they couldn't get that home game in the NFC Championship. It, it's going to take a lot to to get past the Eagles because I think they're an elite team and they may not lose more than three times all year. And having the tiebreaker in their back pocket, that hurts the Vikings quite a bit. So really, the, they're two games back. Um, Minnesota would have to probably finish the season 14-3. and To have a chance, 13-4, and and then they would need, the Packers would have to do them a solid. The Cowboys, the Giants, I think they have a game against the Saints down the stretch. There are some tough games there, but you know what, Gabe? Injuries. Like, if if a certain player or players get hurt on that Philadelphia team, you never know how the season could change. And that applies to Minnesota as well. Like, everybody is kind of as good as their health. And right now, the Vikings have been healthy. Now they're starting to deal with a few more injuries that we had. Um, But, like, in 2017, Carson Wentz went down, and they were fortunate to hang on to that number one seed with Nick Foles, and he eventually won them a Super Bowl. But for a lot of teams, if that happened, uh, they'd be toast. So, you know, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, um, all that that crazy good offense they have going right now. As long as it stays intact, I see them hanging on to it, Gabe. So I'm going to go with like a 15 20% chance that the Vikings okay. get the leapfrog and they get that number one seed. Um, I got another question for you, Washington related. Who's a weapon on the commanders that provides the biggest threat to the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday.
1: I'm gonna go two names. I'll go mm-hmm. Montez sweat, the defensive end for the Washington commanders. And, uh, Jonathan Allen, the defensive tackle for the, for the Washington commanders, uh, Montez sweat, uh, he's a six foot six defensive end that runs a four, four, one. Um, he's long, he, he can get around the edge. Uh, I think Christian Derisaw will definitely have his work cut out for him. I think Derisaw's up for the challenge, but just working with Montez Sweat for two years when I was there, this is a guy that 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 can ball. And when you see him on film, he, he's only getting better. Um, I think we will try to you know, test Montez Sweat's aggressiveness and use it against him as far as throwing screens behind him because Montez Sweat likes to use his speed to get upfield. So if he gets upfield too fast, you can just dump a quick screen right behind him and, Hopefully he doesn't run your running back down with that four-four-one speed, but I, I think there is going to be um, a lot of attention paid to him uh, when it comes to this Minnesota Vikings offense and making sure he is accounted for on every single play. Jonathan Allen, um, I think he's a top-five defensive tackle in the NFL. Uh, he's already a Pro Bowl uh, defensive tackle. Uh, he he, the guy is really good. He uses his hands very well. He's aggressive and. Um, when you look at, you know, just the strength of their D line and then some of the weaknesses of our O line, I, I do think they're gonna put Jonathan Allen on um Ed Ingram and see, okay, this is a rookie. You know, he shows some promise. He definitely can get you in the run game. He he's good when he gets his hands on you, but there are some some plays on film where you say, Okay, we could we could try to exploit this. So Ed Ingram is definitely gonna have his work cut out for him. But I, I like to see, you know, how Ed bounces back from the last couple of weeks of, you know giving up some sacks that I'm sure he he didn't want to put on film. But those two guys, John Allen and Montez Sweat, they're, they're ballers, and they're the the main reason why teams are not able to run the ball on the commanders.
2: Yeah, if the commanders are going to win this game, they're going to have to do what they do on defense. and I still think it's a formidable defense. Um, their offense is not particularly intimidating, but I still worry about a couple pieces on their offense, number one being Terry McLaurin. The Vikings yeah. have struggled against the elite receivers the last couple of weeks. Tyreek Hill, and then uh, most recently, um, why am I blanking, who just had 159 yards?
1: Uh, DeAndre Hawkins.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> sometimes my brain doesn't work. And then Curtis Samuel in the True run it. game. He, he's kind of got that Debo, uh, you know, quality to him where they'll use him as a running back. They'll use him on the jet sweeps. He's got 17 carries for 106 yards this year. 6.2 yards a carry. I mean, that's, that's a legit weapon. You know, I know that Dotson's been hurt and De'Ami Brown's been hurt. I love their receiver room. Like, I love the weapons they have on that team, but uh, they haven't gotten great quarterback play. And their offense has only scored more than 17 points, like, once in the last one, two, three, six games. So if the offense finds a way to score against Minnesota, then they're in great shape because I love their defense. It's just that the offense has been super lackluster. Trade deadline yesterday was very exciting. A lot of big deals. Um, and even in the days leading up to the deadline, there were some more trades as well. What was your most interesting trade that you observed uh, in the days before the NFL trade deadline?
1: Um, oof. I mean, the Vikings one really stands out to me, but that, that's easy. Uh, I'm going to go Bradley Chubb to, uh, the, to the Miami Dolphins. Um, I was reading a stat the other day that, the last, I guess the Super Bowl champion um, has had, basically long story short, the Denver Broncos have traded, upta- traded their their star player to the, I guess, the upcoming Super Bowl champion. So Von Miller last year traded to the Rams. And then they had a cornerback traded to the Rams, also, well, I guess a year before that won the Super Bowl. So I, I think Bradley Chubb was the missing piece for this Miami Dolphins team. They already have a phenomenal offense. They have the playmakers there. But now you add this elite pass rusher that can get the job done, um, that that puts fear in a lot of offensive coordinators' hearts. So that that was probably the most interesting one for me. Um, the fact that uh, the Broncos got a first rounder in return, I think they're going to be happy about that. But Bradley Chubb, what he what he does just to opposing teams is <laughs> it's, it's like it's like child's play out there. So we'll, we'll see how they use him, especially in that three four defense, and see. Um, how he can be successful, uh, I, I guess, getting to the quarterback. Um, the, the Chase Claypool one was, was intriguing also from the Bears uh, to, to the Steelers or vice versa. But I, I'm interested to see how that's going to work in Chicago because if you don't have a whole line, you can't really throw it to them. So, yeah, th- those two.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so let me talk about this Claypool one a little more. Um, okay. This is not the team you would expect to acquire an asset like this, right? Because the bears are, are rebuilding. The bears are trading yeah. off assets. They're giving away Roquan Smith. So for them to, to bring in Chase Claypool, it kind of raises an eyebrow, but that's kind of, it's kind of a good strategy, Gabe, because you get a guy who's on a rookie deal this year, rookie deal next year, and you can talk extension after this year if you want, but you're planning on per- potentially having him around down the road where you give him a second contract with your team. When you're more prepared to win, um, the Vikings have done that a little bit too. Now they've acquired three players with Rager, with Blacklock, and with Hawkinson, who have multiple years of team control. These aren't just little rentals. So the Bears are making this move for the future. They're not. They don't care about this year. They're not going to win anything this year. But it is some forward thinking by um, by their GM, to Ryan Poles. Sorry, again, the name's escaping me today. Um, where <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think this is a forward thinking move for the bears. And I think the other thing the Vikings fans can celebrate is, is that they took him from the Packers. The Packers didn't get right. any weapons added at the deadline. And that might've been someone they were looking at the bears add him. Um, when, and I don't think the Vikings fans need to worry too much about like Claypool being a factor in the division race this year, but that's a piece to look out for down the road because that's a good player. And, uh, Chicago might be just banking up assets for for the future when they feel like they're ready to actually compete. Gabe, Agreed. Yeah. you are a professional. Thanks for being adaptable as we, as we shifted the host around mid show. We'll uh, we'll follow your stuff at Vikings.com. He's at Gabe A. Henderson on Twitter. Have a good day, my man.
1: You too. You too. Tell Ron uh, when he gets back from Detroit, we'll be waiting for him.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnMIN. Download Amazon Fire and Roku for the best possible experience with our shows. And, uh, and subscribe on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think about the trade deadline in the NFL. For Ron Johnson, I'm Sam Ekstrom. Big thanks to Gabe Henderson. That's the Ron Johnson Show. We'll be back with the Roundtable on Friday when we team up with Superior Sports Talk. Until then, have a great day.